Have you ever wondered why the rich get richer and others don't? Could it be that a small percentage of the population seek out others to find, study, and execute on legal loopholes that exist within our financial life and make it easier for them to prosper? The answer is a resounding yes. This is the Secrets of the Wealthy podcast with John Minns. John has spent a lifetime researching and mastering the financial loopholes that he believes should be available to everyone. Join us as we explore different strategies that help you get farther faster towards building and enjoying a prosperous retirement. Hello and welcome to the Secrets of the Wealthy with John Mintz. John, what is going on with you? Well, it's it's hot. That's the way to start it off. This podcast is always hot, John. Yeah, this is a hot podcast. (laughs) Make sure you listen in. That's right. So, we are, my wife and I are going on an Alaskan cruise next week, and boy, we could not have timed it any better. I think it's supposed to get up to somewhere between 105 and 107 here next week. And in Dallas, that's hot. Yeah, that's hot. So how hot it is? How how hot's it been near you? Yeah, it's we're under heat warnings. I mean, it's it's you know oh, it's ninety eight, ninety nine degrees, and then it's mm-hmm. like real feel is one hundred and six, hundred and eight. You're like, oh god, it's just it's stifling. So I don't get jealous often, John. But when you said Alaskan cruise, that it just shot right through me. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> if, if there's one place I would, we've never done one. That is on Candy and I's bucket list. My wife and I. Yeah, uh, and Alaskan cruise. We don't want to do a whole lot of other cruises. Like we're not going to do Caribbean cruises because we want to be on the beach. But yeah. an Alaskan cruise that is so on our bucket list. So I'm I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah, probably the funnest thing. I, you know, of all the things we're going to see, uh, God's beauty being the main one. Well, Leah, I tell you what, my wife, her name is Leah. My wife's most excited about is you know they had the uh, Iditarod. I don't know if I said that right. The dog sleds. The yeah, dog Iditarod. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's done in the winter, of course, but in the summer, I guess they attach the dogs to a uh, almost like a cart, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, on wheels, and they do the same type of run. Uh, and so we're going to get to go do that. My, and then of course the wife oh, gets man. to play with the dogs afterwards. So of course. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds fantastic. I I'm just going to say this, please, please, please. I, I need to see some pictures. I want to see some pictures from that. That's going to be fantastic. Of course. No, All right. We'll, All right. We'll, we'll figure out a way that maybe the listening audience can see a few of those pictures too. In a future podcast, maybe we'll be able to do a link or something, or, or maybe just email in and say, Hey, show me oh, the dogs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Show me the dogs. That's your subject line. Show me the dogs, and then John will know exactly what what's going on. All right. All right. Let's see. So today we are talking about something besides dogs: taxes in retirement. And this is starting a series, right? It is. Yeah, it, it is. And I, if, uh, but I'd like to just do a quick market update before we get started. Yes. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we started this show. I don't know over two years ago now. I think we're on episode. 34 or 35. Uh, But it's interesting to go back in time and kind of look at the previous episodes. You remember February of 22 last year, we were saying that our market charts uh, were trending downwards. And then we were recommending folks if they hadn't already uh, moved into a more balanced retirement, maybe they should consider it. And of course, the markets ran down pretty hard for the rest of the year. And then uh, about two months ago, maybe a little bit more, we started sharing on 
this show where the market charts were showing signs of improvement. And we weren't, you know, we're never certain which way they're they're going to be moving, but we were hopeful. Uh, and they have. Uh, once again, we have been good to our listeners and pointed in the right direction. So the markets have been moving forward. It's still got a little ways to go mm-hmm. to get to where, you know, what we gave up. The S&P 500 is up a little over 18% for the year and about uh, the year to date and a little over 16% over the past year. So we've got a little ways to go to get back where we're going. But what's really odd, Eric, is is there's so many things still pointing against it, but you can't really fight the charts in a lot of ways. But, man, gas prices are still climbing. I mean, we've climbed here locally. We've gone from $2.99 a gallon to $3.50 a gallon in about a week and a half. And, I'm, you know, I just it's just so crazy. Home prices are still going up. Utilities are still going up. And then the Fed... It sounds like they're going to raise rates a little later today. This is July 26th that we're recording this. And so it uh, sounds like the Fed's going to raise rates again. And so I don't know where we go from here. The charts still point positive. Volatility in the markets are low, which is a good sign. Uh, and so it's still trending up. But I guess I'll say this at the beginning, and I'll probably say it at the, again at the end. If you are a retiree or pre-retiree, balance is just really where it's at. You know, if that way, if you're balanced between your safety and the markets, when the markets are moving up, you get to enjoy the benefits of that. When the markets are, are moving down, you're, you're protected from that. And so we just can't overemphasize balance for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're just confused. <laughs> the, mar- the markets seem to be confused. They really uh, do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I appreciate that update. That's great. You bet. I always learn a ton from you. Seriously, this is this is fantastic. I'm, I'm blessed uh, to be a part of this process. So now to taxes, which is just so much fun. Oh, fun. I, yeah, that's a that's a one word for it. Uh, <laughs> most people wouldn't. I don't think most people would use that word. Trying to be uh, positive here. <laughs> there you go. Let's do that. Uh, so well, that was the first five minutes of the show. The positivity. Now go. for the rest of the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we've got some we've got some positive stuff that's going to come out of this series. So this is going to be a series. I don't know how many shows. Just like the past week, we we just talk until we're done. But uh, the front part of this series is probably going to be more about kind of what the problem is and what wh- what's coming. The second part of the series, whether that's series of three episodes, four episodes, I don't know what it'll wind up being, is going to be more about solutions and that sort of thing. So if you start this series with us, just make sure you finish it with us Mm -hmm. because you've got something to look forward to. But let me ask you, Eric, have you ever had bad tax advice at some point in in, in your lifetime? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I think think most of us had, and it's – and I think the main reason is because they just they don't understand the tax code. In fact, it's probably most likely going to be our single biggest expense between now and the day we we die. I'm talking about taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the single best, biggest expense that we'll have. And the reason is that I think the main driver of that is that the tax code is very, very complex. And so I want to go back in time a little bit for folks that don't know this and give a, a little history lesson here. I know his, sometimes people hear history and they just kind of want to 
turn off, right? Turn off, turn down. Okay, let's turn down the volume. He's going to talk history because it's boring. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, history is important that we learn from it. But income taxes began in the year 1913. So for 140 plus years prior to 1913, no taxes, right? No income taxes. So 1913 taxes began and then we're off to the races. So listen to this. If, if, if I was, I do this in a class sometime and I hold up the tax form for 1913, it's one page. Hmm. That's it. It's one page. That's it. But here's what's more interesting. The tax code instructions was four pages long. Wow. All right. So take a guess how many pages are in today's tax code? 730. Mm, you're close. 83,000 pages. <laughs> I wasn't close. I wasn't, even, <laughs> I wasn't even in the parking lot of the ballpark. I wasn't even. <laughs> wait, wait, get a little bit. 4.4 million words. God dang. So how can uh, even a CPA keep up with that? And not to mention how frequently it's changing. In fact, here's an example of how it can change. So in 2019, there was the SECURE Act. A lot of people don't know what that did. It did a lot of different things, but it was a 275-page discernment. Okay, this is 275 pages in addition to the 83,000 we already have, mm. right? And since 2019, they've had not one, not two, but three addendums, and they're still not done with it. Yes. So, I mean, the individuals that are having to take RMDs are still having to figure out, you know, from inherited accounts, they're still trying to figure out where they should or should not take their RMDs just because the tax code isn't clear on it. So, but what people really need to know is this, it was, it's going to go down as the single biggest tax distribution change, if you will, in our country's history. And there's a couple of different reasons for that. Um, one of those is, you know, it changed, it got rid of what's called the stretch IRA. And I'm not going to get into that today, maybe on one of the other ep episodes, but basically it changed how we could pass money down, taxable accounts down from one generation to the next, not for the better, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, that's going to significantly change uh, wealth over time, but the second one, which is one I want to talk about today, is is how it changed the RMDs. So RMDs, if you haven't listened to uh, some of our other episodes, the other shows, we've explained RMDs. But RMDs are, stands for Required Minimum Distribution, which is basically money that the IRS is going to be forcing out of your retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks and pensions and 403Bs, stuff like that. Uh, the IRS is going to be forcing that money out. Well, when are they going to force it out? Well, it was 70 and a half, but the SECURE Act changed that. And it since now has moved it initially back to 72. Now it's 73. And down the road, 10 years, it's going to be 75. So here's the catch, Eric. Question. Do you think moving that age back from 70 to 73 is a good thing? Or a bad thing, meaning who do you think is going to pay more in taxes? The 70 year old that had to start or the 73 year old that got to wait three more years before he had to start forcing money out? Well, I mean, if you're not having to force money out, then you're not paying tax on it at that moment. 
So I think it would be a good thing for the individual, but now I'm concerned about my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave you the answer. How's that? It, it, it was a bad thing. And the answer is who will pay more in taxes as a 73 year old, because those folks are going to pay at least 18% more in taxes over their lifetime. Really? Yes. Yeah, so it's no different than the social security. When you run social security reports, somebody that's, that starts social security at 62 versus somebody that starts social security at 70 and both of them live to 90 the one that starts at 62 is going to collect a lot less than the one that starts at 70, right? Why? Because the one that starts at 70 is going to start at a much higher point. So over eight years, last years, he's going to still collect more, assuming he lives to 90. Well, the same thing here. Even though we wait a little longer, we're paying more taxes, right? Because mm -hmm. those assets have grown, right? True. And True. now okay. we're in a higher tax bracket also, by the way, and they knew that too, right? Because we know taxes are going to go up in 2026, aren't they? That's right. And so if we just yeah, push it right. back three years, guess what? Ba boom! Look what happened. So uh, it, you know, it's just so this what this wasn't done to help us. That's what it looked like, but it was it's done to help get revenue into the federal government, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. Now this is my little. West Texas humble opinion here, but I don't think we have a revenue problem. So I've mentioned it in the past. There's a site called usdebtclock.org. Oh, oh yeah. And when I'm able to sh pull this up in real time, you know, I can, when people are in front of me and show them this site, it's pretty alarming because it, it's scrolling real time. And like you can see the national debt, which is, now over 32 trillion, you can see it actually running up, increasing, you know, real time uh, on the site. And last time I put a stopwatch to it, it's growing by about a billion dollars every 75 minutes. Jeez. So, but here's the more alarming part. Uh, so I said, I made the, I made the comment. I don't think we have a revenue problem, even though the, the IRS, the government still thinks we do and want to keep finding ways to bring, take more from us and give to them. Well, you know, we had $4.8 trillion in revenue as, as forecasted for this year. It's a record revenue. We've never had this much revenue ever. So we don't have a revenue problem, do we? We gotcha. but, but unfortunately, on this site you go to, usdebtclock.org, you go to the same, same site and you'll see our spending yeah. for this year is $6.3 trillion. Well, that's also record. And so we're spending 1.5 trillion more than we're bringing in. That so, sounds like a regular household budget, right? <laughs> Except we're just it, it, with a lot it, of yeah. zero. If yeah. I'm spending, you know, $130,000 and I'm bringing in $100,000, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem is you, you, you're probably going to get to get some divorce papers pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Or, yeah. or something bad's going to happen. I don't know. Bankruptcy, yeah. whatever, uh, yeah. jail, something, but you're right. It's not a good thing. So how, why is it that, that we can't do that? And, and they can, well, you know, Mr. Biden's first act in office was a 1.91 
trillion dollar stimulus bill that gave us hope and health relief due to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But not just Biden. Trump signed two such bills also. So we had three bills total for $5.4 trillion that wasn't even directed at the biggest problem. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so how, you know, I, I tell people, how big is a trillion? You know, there's a lot of different ways to measure a trillion. The one I use every time, though, because I think it, the one that really puts it in perspective is one trillion seconds equals how many years? And, I, you know, you get guesses all over the place, 100 years, 25 years, 200 years. It's, it's 31,700 years. So, I mean, we're going back to prehistoric dinosaurs or maybe before that. That's and that's Eric, that's seconds. Yeah. And that's one trillion, not thirty-two of them like we have as a national debt. So, you know, this five point four trillion that they come up with, I mean, where where did they get the money for that? Yeah. Uh, well, they, they do own the printing press, don't they? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. They <laughs> they printed it. Yeah. They just said we need it. If we need it, we just print it. It it represented almost for that five point four trillion represented almost forty percent of all dollars created in the span of thirty six months. Mm. So here's how I'd like to to kind of close this thing out today, and then we'll we'll go into the you know the uh, part two of this next time, which will hopefully get into some of the solutions. But how many changes? And this is just a thought-provoking question I want people in the show with to take with them. How many changes to our tax code do we have to stomach? Do we have to witness before people wake up and understand that we've got to get proactive and get a tax plan? Hmm. The word right? plan, right? I mean, that's 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 just it. it I know there's a lot of people working on this stuff and I, and I get it and I, it, it, but it's hard to, to not think that they're not thinking of us or the, the quote unquote little guy, because a lot of the politicians are very wealthy and you've just, it just makes me wonder, are they truly thinking of our kids, our grandkids, the future when they do these things? So I, I, I try not to be pessimistic, man. I, I don't know. If you have advice for me on how not to be pessimistic. <laughs> well, uh, the answer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know you a lot. And I know. I don't think you're, I would consider you a pessimist, but I do. I do think it, it certainly is discouraging to know that the things that are being done are not in our long-term best interest, meaning our kids yeah. and grandkids. Yep. And that's just, it's reality. Uh, and so I think those of us that are kingdom followers, like you and I are, mm-hmm. you know, we have to make sure that we, we stop and put our worth there first. Absolutely. Uh, and then secondly, we need to make sure that we do everything possible within the legal confines to make sure that the money stays in the, in the best places possible. And I'll let you fill in the blank after that, but uh, you know, that's what I'm doing. That's what I encourage the people that that uh, God has given me the responsibility of working with to do. And that's what we're going to just keep on doing. Yeah. Well, and and again, I think there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of folks that would 
be very quick to blame corporations and wealthy people for quote unquote not paying their fair share blah 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 this narrative has been preached by certain people in the media certain political sides for a long time we have mm-hmm. to get them to pay their fair share um, yep. they're going to the tax code they're going and, and playing by the rules most of them are playing mm-hmm. by the rules of what's in the code they're just using the knowledge that they have or the people they hire to yep. use the knowledge that they have to yep. do to play the game within the rules and that yep. i mean and and we should all be able to do that and that's one of the things that you i think that you're encouraging right now so john if folks want to learn more about those rules and how you help your clients and how you know you point them to folks that can help them out please give them your contact information because i don't think there's anything more frustrating than sitting down at the table the dining room table with your family pulling out a board game not knowing the rules and then trying to figure something out just on the fly and that's what it feels like sometimes you're like i gotta do mm-hmm. my taxes or i've got to you know get this stuff done or i've got a small business or whatever there's so many things i just don't know and that's the frustration i think so please give me your contact info so they can they can have this conversation with you not me <laughs> yeah i'd love to i'd love to and i just want to close by just saying i just want to repeat the way i started the show which is you know, all these things, a lot of these things can be prevented by A, getting a solid plan together, and then B, just having balance as it relates to retirement. Uh, but if you want to know more how to find balance and how to get a tax plan together, you can reach us in a couple different ways. Go directly to our website, which is builtmore, B-I-L-T-M-O-R-E hyphen financial.com or you can call us direct and we answer it. We actually do answer our phones at 817-225-6260. All right. Perfect. Thank you, senor. This has been great. Likewise. All right. We'll talk to you soon. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the secrets of the wealthy podcast with John Mintz. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It also makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at The Secrets of the Wealthy, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of the Wealthy podcast with John Minns. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of John Mintz. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.